Welcome to Unrivaled Results with Mashman Ventures, the podcast. My name is Isaac Mashman. I am the founder of Mashman Ventures, and I am one of the hosts of this podcast. Now, this is a very special episode because this actually marks the first ever official episode of Unrivaled Results. Today, you are going to be listening to a webinar replay of Mashman Ventures' first ever self-hosted webinar from March 25th. 2022 titled Unrivaled Personal Branding. Now in this webinar, I myself, Isaac Mashman and Chief Consultant Eric Chow did a personal brand training as well as a Q&A session where we answered the questions of those who were in attendance and those who signed up. Now this webinar was an excellent event. We had over 50 people sign up, 30 people in attendance, and at all times had 23 people stay until the very, very end. It was a fantastic event, and we are super excited to be sharing it with you guys who are listening on audio format. So without further ado, welcome to the Unrivaled Results Podcast. Uh, I'm going to get started. So some of you who are wondering who I am, my name is Eric, Eric Chow. I am the chief consultant of Mashman Ventures. I have the honor and privilege of hosting this event and bringing Isaac up. And of course, Isaac will be doing a fantastic question and answer session. He's going to share a little bit about personal branding, some of the basics. And then each and every one of you who is attending today, you submitted a question in order to be able to attend this event about personal branding. And so what Isaac has done is he's taken a lot of those questions and he'll be doing an answer for each of them. I cannot say that we're actually going to be able to answer every one of your questions um, because we had almost 50 questions that were submitted and we only have one hour. We don't want to go very much over. So we're going to do our best to answer as many as we can. If your question was not answered in this session, it is not because you gave a bad question. It is simply because we didn't have time to fit it in. There is no, it was just like a random kind of process. So we're going to do our best. We're going to give it our best shot. If you have any questions during the event, I would encourage you to throw it in the chat. We may or may not be able to answer, but throw it in the chat, engage in the chat. If something really makes sense to you, there's like a one-liner that Isaac says that's like, oh man, that's great. Go ahead and throw it in the chat. Feel free to take notes on, on anything. And I hope you get a lot of value out of this. And what I will say is I've known Isaac for a while. I've known him for uh, quite a long time. In fact, uh, I started out as a podcaster myself. Uh, I had just graduated high school a few years ago. I started my podcast two months later. And Isaac was somebody I messaged literally the day after I started my podcast. He was kind enough to be a guest, early guest on my show. So I, I'm su I've been super appreciative of him ever since. And we've developed an incredible friendship. And of course, today we work together. This is a guy who has an absolute maniac when it comes to studying uh, success, when it comes to studying branding. And he's helped a lot of people as well, including myself and a lot of you, I'm sure. So with all of that being said, it is my honor and privilege to bring up the amazing CEO, founder of Mashman Ventures, host of Chase the Vision with Isaac Mashman, Isaac Mashman. Isaac, take it away, buddy. 
Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? Eric, go ahead and uh, stop that screen share when you have a second. Man, let's see, we got 27 people, 25 outside of myself and Eric's, you know, fantastic self as well. Um, man, I've, I've known Eric for several, several years, like he mentioned, and he's one of those people that when you connected with, when I connected with him, I just immediately knew what kind of guy he was. And I was able to have a conversation with him that went deeper than the surface. And that to me is one of the most important things, you know, so that is, you know, something that I took into consideration last year when I was going to build up my company, Mashman Ventures, you know, and Mashman Ventures isn't my um, first, you know, business, so to speak. It, it is actually something that comes after six or seven different businesses. Um, but I brought Eric on. I said, hey, you know, he was originally going to come on as an advisor because I appreciated his, um, you know, thought process. I appreciated what he brought to the table and the conversations that we always had. And I was thinking to myself, what is another way that I could expand you know, this company and do it different. And I was like, why don't I build out a consultant leg and bring Eric on as the chief consultant? And I have absolutely no regrets for doing that. Eric, thank you for that introduction. Help or thank you for, you know, helping me host this event. And we've had a fantastic turnout. This is the very first webinar uh, I have ever done for Mashman Ventures. And we have 28 people and over the next 15 to 30 minutes, I imagine more and more and more and more people are going to be joining, which is fantastic. We had a, a, over 51 people sign up, one person double booked, and then three people from the team, me, Eric, and, and Dexter, who's also here, who's the head of web design for Mashman Ventures. So, you know, you can say 48, 47 people, but regardless, I'm grateful for each and every one of you. I have an entire list of questions. Uh, I got 31 and there were a couple more people that weren't able to uh, get their questions in on time. You know, I had to send out the Zoom link ahead of time because uh, Calney said, hey, we're not going to, you know, continue allowing people to sign up because the event has already started. And so we're here, though. Thank you for being early. And uh, let's go ahead and dive in. I've known some of you for years, literally years, like longer than Eric. Um, I'm looking at a few different people, you know, T with Mike, I have to shout you out, Miss Leslie Buckner. Um, and I've known you guys since I practically started way back in 2017, when I first got on social media, when I first started building out my business, when I first started this entire journey. Uh, I don't come from money. I don't come from an entrepreneurial background. I don't come from a family that, you know, could even afford dental insurance if I was to to go ahead and, and, you know, be real with you. It was the, let me get great value, bushes, beans, and coal. I see you as well. Another another friend from way back then who I actually had the chance to meet in Miami for 10X GrowthCon. And 10X GrowthCon with Grant Cardone is is going on right now <laughs> down in Miami, you know, fast forward three years. It's, it's wild to think how time flies. But since 2017, I've had the opportunity of going through six, seven, eight, nine different businesses from network marketing. I was in three different companies, four different times over the span of a couple of years. My first, one of the first businesses I had online was a clothing line. And it was something that, you know, I made my first $5 sale online and I'm like, oh my God, I made money and I've never even, you know, like I've, I've never even met this person. And, and I just made a $5 profit off of, you know, a $30 t-shirt sale. And I, I was like, man, this is, this is fantastic. It was like a hoodie. Uh, I went and managed artists and musical talent for literally six months. And I wanted to do record label. And this was pre pre pandemic. And then I realized that there's no real way for a record label to succeed and for the artists to succeed. And then I realized just how much work went into that. And so throughout all these different businesses and these ups and these downs and these kind of, you know, things, they were all learning experiences, right? They were all ways for me to understand myself better, understand what I want 
wanted to do better. And as I was doing these things, I was building up my personal brand online as my brand as as Isaac Mashman, this guy who you know wanted to build something, this young entrepreneur who <laughs> I didn't know the first thing about what I was doing. But I knew that I was going to to do something different from you know everybody else in my family, from what I was raised to do, and from the the thought patterns that I was raised and had implanted in my head. You know, the thought that you know like money was kind of out of reach. Like it was going to go to like I was planning on going to college, and I'm not one of those entrepreneurs who had the D or F story of you know I was a D or F student. Like I had one C in my life on a report card, and I had to go get a tutor to bring that grade up. That is kind of how much I had. I was one SAT test away from going to to college, and I was like, you know what? I'm going headfirst into the into the deep end of the pool, and it's been a great time. And so as I was going through and experiencing these things, I realized that personal branding was something that a lot of people did wrong and a lot of people aren't aware of. And I knew that it was scalable, and I knew that a lot of people were making mistakes in this industry. I knew that a lot of people didn't know you know, how to build out a personal brand without going and resorting to buying their followers, without resorting to buying their way to success. And you cannot fake credibility. And if you do try to fake credibility and get your, um, you know, your success, you know, for example, you can, you can have shortcuts to success by finding mentors, by coming in on a webinar on a Friday night when you could literally be doing anything else, but being here, you chose to spend time with me, Mashman Ventures and Eric and that says a lot about your own passion for your own success and how determined you are to get to that next level. And your personal brand is one of those things that can help you get to that next point. And so I understood that if I was to go and pursue personal branding, I could come in and do it right. Because there are a lot of people now who they say, yeah, we can go ahead and give you success. We can go ahead and, and make you famous. And you, you just need to pay me a thousand dollars and I'll get you in a Yahoo Finance article, right? You, you pay me a couple hundred bucks and I'll submit a newswire on your behalf. And they doubled the price. They skimmed off and made, you know, hundred percent profit off of what they spent. And it's just a simple press release. And I'm against all that. Or you go and you do some research into their account and you go on social blade and you, you check in and you type in their Instagram handle. And then you realize there was a spike of a hundred thousand and you're like, these aren't real, right? These these are fake followers. You do an audit on the account and it's like 98% of their audience is from India, yet they're building an American-based business. It's like, it doesn't make sense. The things do not add up. And so I realized that I could come in, I could build out my own personal brand, continue scaling it and continue helping other people build out their personal brand as well as their company brand because they go hand in hand. Your personal brand can benefit your company brand. And I've had the honor of, of working with some people who are on the Mashman Ventures team now in launching their business and seeing five figure months and, and seeing, you know, literally $10,000 within the first couple, um, you know, months of launch. And I don't talk about these things because I feel like that's what all, every other entrepreneur online does right about now. They talk about, oh, I helped my client do this. I helped my client do that. I helped, you know, generate $3,000 in, in the first like 30 seconds. It's like, cool, you made 30 grand in 30 seconds. It's like, we can appreciate that. But if that's the only side of your story that you're showing, you're not connecting with someone on a deeper level. And the, to me, that's problematic. To me, I wanna make sure that I'm connecting with people for me. Many of you, probably have never even ventured in to find out about what Mashman Ventures is about. You might not even know that Mashman Ventures is a public relations firm. That's not because we're not branding ourselves. It's very simply because you know me. Therefore, I reached out and said, hey, let's come on the webinar where I promoted this. And you're like, I don't need to necessarily know what Mashman Ventures is about. I know that Isaac Mashman is a part of it, or I know that Eric Chow is a part of it. Therefore, I know that it is worth my time and it is worth me being in attendance. And that says something. And I don't take that lightly and I don't take you guys joining me lightly. And so I do have a list of 32 questions. I'm going to try to do a rapid fire. Now I wanna go through as many as I can, but is that gonna happen? 
I don't know if I'm going to get through all 32. Who knows? I've had plenty of caffeine today, but I don't have a cup of coffee with me. So my super fuel is, you know, going down. Just kidding. No, I'm, I'm feeling really, really great right, right about now. But I want to start off by actually explaining what your personal brand is, because this is something that a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people think that your personal brand is something that you create. They think that your personal brand is something that you have to create one or two of every single time you pivot, right? So let's say you go from doing one business model to another. You're like, man, I have to create an entirely different personal brand. And that's a misconception because your personal brand is actually you. It is your reputation. It is who knows you. It is what you are doing. It is the unique things about you, your interests. Do you like Star Wars? Do you like Lord of the Rings? Are you a coffee lover? Are you somebody who is family oriented? Do you have a nonprofit that you really support or a cause that you align with? What are you doing professionally? The professional side does matter. Don't get me wrong. But all of these different things encompasses into your personal brand, which is the makeup of you. It's not what you do. It is who you are. And most people think that they only need to talk about the professional side of them. And there's a balance there, right? There, there's a balance there. And your personal brand is not something you create. Ironically, your parents love this fact or hate this fact. Your parents created your personal brand. They determined where you were born, when you were born to a degree, uh, what city you were born in, what religion you were raised in, what political affiliation they had, you know, whenever you were growing up, you know, what what kind of family were you raised in? Were you raised in a conservative family? Were you raised in an apathetic family when it came to politics or religion? And so all these different things kind of come together to build you. And it starts before you were born. Your parents are telling their mom and telling everybody at church or telling everybody at their, in their friend group and their you know six o'clock yoga class about, hey, you know this baby boy's being born or this baby girl's being born. This is the personal brand of them. They were already creating that for you. But then as you get older, as you go through school, your teachers know you for something. They know you as that student who was maybe the teacher's pet, or maybe they knew you for being a good student or the troublemaker, right? And so you had a personal brand going back to elementary school, right? Believe it or not. And then as you get older, you go to high school, you go to college, you get a job, you go and build out your career. You have been building out your personal brand your entire life unbeknownst to you. But now you're at a particular point in your business and your career and your life saying that, wow, I can consciously build out my personal brand. I have this ability to be consciously aware and now direct my energy, direct my attention and direct my actions towards building out my personal brand, my reputation, your reputation, what people know you as, what people think of whenever you're not in the room, what, right? How are people discussing you when you're not in that room? And now why would you want to build out your personal brand? You can't afford not to in today's market. And it's something to where I could let the examples speak for themselves. We have Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You don't know Dwayne The Rock Johnson for one specific thing. He's an actor. He's an entrepreneur. He's, uh, you know, he used to be a wrestler. He's done all of these different things, but you don't know him for what he's done. You know him for who he is. It's the same thing with politicians. Love politicians, hate politicians. They're not in the business of making change. They're in the business of building their reputation to get in places of power. That is, the, that is the crazy thing about this entire world. People going back thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, you had chieftains on the fields of Mesopotamia who had a personal brand and certain chieftains feared that person or certain Native American indigenous, indigenous tribes were known for certain things. The chieftains are remembered today. And so there are so many different examples I could give, but your personal brand is a way for you to build out your company it's a way for you to build out and direct attention towards a cause that you care about. 
It is a way for you to have free marketing. Honestly, after you do the hard work and you build out your reputation and build out your personal brand, you could say, hey, go ahead and check out this t-shirt or check this out or check or do this. And people are going to say, hey, it's aligned with this person that I love and that I follow. So let me go ahead and support this person. And that's if you do it right. Interestingly enough, I want to want to start with a story. In 2019, in 2019, there was an influencer who at the time had, I believe, 2.6 million followers. And Eric's shaking his head because he knows that I use this example a lot. And so this influencer had 2.6 million followers and she couldn't even sell 36 t-shirts. That's sad. 2.6 million followers. I want you to kind of put that into perspective. That would fill up the largest stadium in the world 10 times over, 20 times over, right? That's the amount of people. And she couldn't get 36 t-shirts on somebody's back. You couldn't make a $30 sale 36 times. And the person or the company that was starting to, you know, to, to work with her to get her clothing line launched, they said, we're dropping you, right? We're dropping. Now, given this person's failure resulted in so much press and it was high level press that I, I, honestly, it might have actually been worth it to, to use that sad story. She got a lot of press, which is like cool, but she didn't build a relationship, right? We go on Instagram and we have models who just post shirtless pictures, but they never get on a podcast or they never have a conversation. Or we have uh, somebody who's, you know, a bikini model. And, and the only reason people are following them is for the sexual appeal. That is not building a strong personal brand that is going to last. But now if you were to go and talk about how you got involved with modeling or how you got started with this or what drove you to this or what is your, you know, your vision for life outside of just travel and, and having a, a rich, lavish lifestyle, but really diving deeper on what you're doing and why you're doing it then the people who are following that person or following you by extension are now going to align with you because they relate to you, they connect with you. And so these are all different things to keep in mind. But if you build out your personal brand in a way that works, now you can say, hey, you know, you publish a book and you're able to get sales, right? And this is something that was a moment for me in my own life if I'm being personal with you, because a lot of you guys know me for the posts that I do on Twitter or a story or a funny reel or TikTok, uh, you know, series talking about buy my service, bro, where I, where I go over the sales pitches. But I don't always talk about my business and I'm not pitching you 24 seven. And that's by design. I'm not here to just pitch you nonstop. I want to connect with you. I want to learn about you. I want to learn about your business. On the back of my laptop, I, I was about to close my laptop screen and I realized it would have shut off Zoom as if I'm going to show you. But, you know, Richard Lee ties in the audience and he was actually, he's a client of Mashman Ventures. He was a client of Eric specifically. And it's like, I have a sticker of his, you know, company on the back of my laptop. Like I would rather support you guys and, and learn about you and learn about your businesses on, on a personal level than just immediately flaunt success stories and all this other stuff. I think results speak for itself. And it's like what you guys know me as speaks for itself as we get into more specific conversations. And I'm like, oh, by the way, if you need help with this, it's like, da 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 da. I'm going to list off a way, you know, a million different ways. Like I'm not doing this webinar to pitch you guys. I'm doing this to add value and to expand our relationship together. And from that relationship, then I know that you have no issue sending referrals and getting a 20% commission bonus or something like that. And see, subtle pitches. I don't need to be aggressive with it. I could, but I don't want to. And I want to talk about something to use it as an example, not to use it as a sales, a platform to sell. But my book, Personal Branding and Manifesto on Fame and Influence, I launched last year on November. November 1st is when I launched it. And I'm glad to see that the camera kind of focused. It was super um, blurry for the past couple of minutes. But I launched this book and it went to the number one new release on Amazon in public relations and it hit the top 10 bestseller list 
in public relations, notice how I'm being specific there. What a lot of people say is, oh, I have the I have a top 10 bestseller on Amazon. Yeah, all right. You have the top 10 bestseller in on Amazon in, you know, underwater basket weaving studies. It's like you don't have the number 10 bestseller in the entire list. So in public relations, it hit to that that number nine spot. It hit that number one new release spot. And prior to that, I didn't sell anybody. I'm not blasting out things, but I'm connecting with people. And the professional side is important. Promoting your business or, or creating content that's directed towards your business is great because a lot of the content you'll notice that I do create, I do talk about business. I do talk about personal branding. That establishes me as that authority. And I'm giving you guys the, the key here, like the keys to the playbook to a degree. There, there are a lot of different things that I can cover. And this subject is something I can talk about for literally hours on end. But having those strong relationships are absolutely how you grow your reputation and you work with more people and then you scale and you get stronger and you get better and more and more people want to support you and then you get into momentum and then it gets easier for opportunities to come to you because you established your reputation as somebody who's worth paying attention to or as a public figure. And that's not by accident, that's by design. Now, there are people online, and this is where a lot of times they can ask, oh, what about this person who went viral? And, you know, think about Daniel Bergoli, the Cash Me Outside girl, right, on Dr. Phil. The internet made her famous. For somebody who at the time was made famous off of ignorance, it's like, that is a one in a million chance. But most people, to expand their personal brand, don't have the ability and the, the luck, so to speak. Like, I'm not a huge believer in luck, but I think... To a degree, that is sheer luck to go viral like that, right? But now if you're continuously building out your personal brand and having and building relationships and adapting what I call the power of three, where you're sending out three new messages to three new people every single day, that goes to 1,095 new people by the end of the year who know you. And that doesn't even factor in the compound effect. And so just things to keep in mind. Now, I want to talk about the how. I've talked about the what and the why. What is your personal brand? Why is it important to build it? You just need to at this point, right? And I could continue going and using more and more examples, but I don't really find that necessary right now. I want to talk about the how. And a lot of the how and a lot of different ways of growing and how you can grow your personal brand will be answered in this list of questions, right? I don't want to repeat myself, um, but I do want to start off by breaking down the word personal brand. If I was to draw a line right down the middle and separate personal with brand, I have brand on the right side and then I have personal on the left side. And a lot of people only focus on the brand aspect of trying to sell, trying to sell, trying to sell, trying to sell, or this is a brand, this is a business, this is a business. Now, you do have to treat your personal brand like a business, don't get me wrong, but the left is the personal side of things. It's the personal side of the statement, personal brand. And so when, I talk, when I'm talking about the personal side, it, it, it revolves around you. And a lot of times I've heard, oh, that's egotistical. Oh, personal branding is just sheer narcissism. Personal branding doesn't exist. Now, the thing is, you have to make it about you so you can help other people around you, right? You have to make it about you and to gain that awareness, to make it about your business so you can get in a place financially or physically or mentally or just a place in your life in general so you can help other people. And so you do have to make it about you. And that's uncomfortable. And that leads to a lot of, it leads to a lack of confidence, right? They're like, oh, I'm not confident myself because I don't want to make it about me. I want to make it about the cause. But the more attention you generate around yourself and your name, Isaac Mashman, Eric Chow, Marvin Perez, Michael Johnson, you know, Robert J. Goodman, Richard Lee Tai, Anthony Tehran, the more, and, and I know that there are a lot of other guys, so I'm going to 
flip through the area and, and gals in here. But the more you make it about your name and the more people know about your name, the more credibility is built and the more attention and awareness surrounds you, which now you can direct. And I always say that you need to be omnipresent, omnipresent. And I'm saying this in the least sacrilegious way possible is the state of being everywhere all the time. Now I'm going to put the book here. So it seems like I get the, uh, the camera back in focus, but omnipresence is typically referred to when it comes to God. God is everywhere all the time in practically every single religion in existence. So with your personal brand, how can you also be omnipresent? How can you be everywhere all the time? How can people find you when you're sleeping? You know, there's the statement that says, if you don't find a way to make money when you sleep, you're going to be broke until the day you die, right? We've all heard that cliche, you know, the, the scam, the still cooking at McDonald's thing, the acronyms and, and stuff that, that are thrown around in network marketing companies. Some of them are great. Some of them are horrible. But when it comes to your personal brand, if you don't find a way for people to find out about you while you're sleeping, you're going to basically remain inexistent and unknown. People aren't going to know you. Now it is possible to build out your personal brand and not be known by everybody and known by the masses. And instead you're known in the right networks. You're known by the right people. That is a way of building out your personal brand. But in my opinion, it's going to take a lot more time and why wouldn't you want to be known by everybody so now you can help more people and to where more opportunities can come to you and the more awareness you have i have the question you know what is your why what is your why not literally i'm sure that you've been asked this a million times it's like you go to school as a young kid they're like what do you want in life what do you want to be well why wouldn't you want to become successful why wouldn't you want to build out your personal brand why wouldn't you want to build out the awareness ask yourself that question why not why wouldn't you Okay, something to something to keep in mind. So when it comes to omnipresence, I've seen a lot of people only focus on one specific platform. They only focus on Facebook and they're only known as that funnel guy. They're only known for that sales guy. And that is a recipe for disaster. And that's a recipe that's going to be short lived. You're not going to have a long term career, a long-term reputation. And when I say reputation, I'm referring to the longevity of your personal brand and of the buzz around your name, because you can go viral. And the next thing you know, people forget about you a couple of years later. That would suck. Can you imagine going viral, having this fame, having this awareness, and now all of a sudden everybody forgets about you? or being that number one hit artist, right? And we've seen this a lot with, with artists and such to where they have one song, they go viral on the billboard and the next thing you know, where are they at? They're nowhere, right? And that is where I would say, man, you should have put out more music consistently. You should have done more interviews. You should have connected with more people and you should have actually built out a fan base rather than just a bunch of cliches and a TikTok song, right? And this goes back even prior to TikTok, the radio, you know, the radio stations love you. And then after you realize that people are skipping from the, your song and skipping the, the stream, uh, we no longer want you, right? And so it's about relevancy. Now, when it comes to building out your personal brand, you can direct that attention towards anything, you know, whether that is a religious cause, okay? Well, you can direct your personal brand for a religious cause. You can direct it towards a nonprofit. You can direct it towards a business. You can direct it towards helping whoever you want to help. And also the more people who know about you, the more people you can actually get into a conversation with and provide value to as a mentor or as that public figure that now that young girl or that young boy is aspiring to be like and is learning from you. And so another thing to kind of keep in mind, but going back to the conversation of omnipresence, I've talked to many people who have a massive audience on one platform and outside of that one platform, they're inexistent. You have 300,000, and, and I, I'm thinking of somebody, I'm not going to disclose who it is, but 
She had 300,000 followers on Instagram, yet if you Googled her name, you really can't find her except for a couple of different things. And imagine if her profile on Instagram just by chance got deleted. That can happen. And that doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to get it back. At 300,000 followers, Instagram doesn't care about you. At 3 million and 30 million, Instagram starts to care about you. But let's say her account was terminated or hacked or deleted and she couldn't get it, get it back or God forbid Instagram just completely erupted in flames and poof, right? Oh, Instagram, that, that couldn't happen to Instagram. Well, guess what? A couple of years ago, TikTok was literally a month away from being wiped out of the United States. In Nigeria and other places around the world, some of these social media platforms can be banned. Just like that. You don't have control over that. Those are the bigger players, the people who own the platforms that have the ability to do that and, and take it and rip it completely out of your hand. Imagine spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on ads or tens of thousands of hours on building your brand on one platform, and then it just goes up in flames. That is why you need to be omnipresent. That is why you need to go from just being on Facebook to now, let me get out of my comfort zone here, okay? And, and let me implore you to do this. And now create an Instagram account or create a Twitter account or create a YouTube channel or create a LinkedIn page or something like that, that now allows you to diversify your content, diversify your audience. And now more people are going to be following you on more platforms. And many of the people who are here, and I'm grateful for each and every one of you, we are not just connected on one platform. Some of you guys from Facebook, we're only connected on Facebook and that's going to change because now I want us to be connected on Instagram. I want us to be connected on LinkedIn. I want us to be connected here. And every now and again, you'll see me make a post, you know, hey, who, who's on LinkedIn? Who's on Clubhouse? And then I'll go and I'll connect with you people, right? That's a form of cross promotion. It's a form of diversifying an audience to where even if Instagram went up in flames, and I have, you know, 2,100 people on Instagram, it's not my biggest platform, but if Instagram went up in flames, I still have a network of people on all of these other social media platforms. So my credibility and my brand isn't stuck to one platform. Now I have security. I have a safety net. You know, you, you listen to Dave Ramsey or whoever else is out here and they're like, diversify your portfolio, have multiple streams of income. Well, this is how you can have multiple streams of credibility, multiple streams of, pers of your personal brand, multiple aspects. And this is the other thing, your personal brand fits together like a jigsaw. A lot of these different pieces of what you're doing right now, whether that's a podcast or writing articles or blogging or creating content, that's a jigsaw piece of your puzzle, which is your personal brand. Or it's it's like a, a strand, like in, in a chemistry symbol. And I'm thinking of a graphic that I recently made for clients of Mashman Ventures called the chemistry of your personal brand. And I don't know if I have a printout right here or not. I do actually. Right here, the chemistry of your personal brand, you are at the center and then you have all of these different things around you. You have your businesses, you have written content. From written content, you have books that you write or articles that you write. This is the chemistry, the molecular structure, right? To use some, you know, quote unquote, chemistry slang on you. And it's funny because chemistry was the one class that I hated. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't cheat in classes, but chemistry was the one, one class where I'm like, uh, hey, what's what's the answer to, to number 23? You know, um, it's funny, but that's the that's the thing. These are all aspects that fit together to build out who you are and what people know you as. Alchemy is, is something that I see in the chat, Carrie, 100 percent. And so let me get the uh, camera in focus again. Get a get a good camera, they say. Gets out of focus. It does. Um, I've recently watched all the Star Wars. So if you're a Star Wars nerd, well, that's that's another way that we can connect. That's another level of rapport, right? Rapport is trust. What? How much do you, you connect with another person? You are building rapport. That's why you start out as strangers, right? With somebody, 
And then from a stranger, they become an acquaintance. From an acquaintance, they become a friend. From a friend, they become a best friend. And from a best friend, they become like family. And that's how it's happened with some of you guys here. We started out as strangers online and then I shoot a message or you shoot a message or you see my face or I see your face and we build up that relationship. And then we went from complete strangers to friends or to people that I consider family or that I would have no issue going and spending time with. That's something that is extremely powerful as you're connecting with people. It's the equivalent of taking a prospect from being entirely cold to you and moving them along the spectrum of warmth, right? So you're taking somebody from being cold to now they're warm and now they're going to be a hot lead to where now you can work with them. And that is done intentionally. It's not done just by chance. It's not luck. It's something that you have to do and something that takes time. So diversify your personal brand and get on multiple platforms and really cement your credibility and, and position yourself as somebody that is worth paying attention to and somebody that others can look to and support. You're not, you don't have to position yourself to be normal. And this is where I could get into some more high level stuff talking about cognitive biases and such, but I don't want to get into that. I want to kind of transition right now. And I see the chat box has been absolutely blowing up. I've seen a lot of really good questions come through or good, good conversations come through. There we go. Now the camera's in focus. But I want, to, I want to go through the questions. Now, I noticed that 35 minutes have gone by. It's 7.35 right now for me, 8.35 for everybody else. And again, thank you for taking time out of your Friday night to come do this. You know, you could be going out partying or going and watching anything but a webinar and who you are. And not one person has dropped off. I think one person has, has dropped off and that was to be expected. 29 people and you're still here 30 minutes later. I salute you for that. Not many people do that. So question number one, and I'm going to be reading this off. I was going to do a slideshow, but then I realized that it would just take a lot more time to go through and skip. So I'm just going to do rapid fire. How do I DM potential prospects? How do I get a prospect to DM me? Or how, how do I get prospects to respond to my DM rather? And this right here boils down to don't be that sales guy. Now you have to always, you're always selling. You're always selling yourself, right? You're selling who you are, why somebody would trust you or your products. But that doesn't mean that you should come into a cold prospect, again, going into that sales conversation and just immediately say, oh, I want to work with you. I'm your personal trainer. Hey, how are you going with your personal fitness goals? Right. And you're, you're immediately going from cold to, hey, dude, I'm in your face and I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work with you. That means that you're going to now be grouped with every other person in the world who immediately pitches upon the first message and the first contact. That is very unprofessional. I want you guys to think about how you were invited here, how I invited you here. Did I shoot you the link without saying something? Now, if you're somebody who I refer to as a close friend, I might have been like, hey, hop on this and <laughs> drop the link. But if we don't have that tight knit relationship and I don't know you extremely well or we haven't really built out that you know relationship yet, I said, would you mind if I shot you over the link or would you want the link? And then I sent you over the link after asking permission. And so if you want to you know, DM a potential prospect, which you should, because that's how you build your business, you need to go ahead and find a way to connect with them. Are, are they in your same city? Well, ask for a good place to grab coffee. Be like, hey, John, man, I, I just came across your page. It looks like the algorithm gods want, want us to be connected. But I was curious, do you have any recommendations for a local coffee shop? I'm looking to do some more networking and it seems like you're really good at it. Or you can go and talk to somebody and you can shoot them over a simple message and you say, hey, man, you know, I know that there are a lot of real estate agents, but based off of what you got going on, it looks like you, you have it down to a science. Now I know that if I come across anybody who's a real estate agent, I know you're the person I'm going to refer to. Or, hey, 
I see that you're a lover of coffee. Like I see like three different cups of coffee on like the first tile of your page. Great to connect with somebody else who loves coffee as deeply as I do. So you're finding these different ways of building rapport and trust with that individual. And you have to make this your own in your process. You have to make sure that you're, you're making it about them. You're not making it about you. And this goes into an elevator pitch and talking to somebody for the first time in the mall, right? You're going up. And one of the things that I did when I was in Bakersfield, California, was I would go with my friend who was an artist and is an artist. And I literally walked up to everybody. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And then I found information about them and I made it about the other person. I showed that I was genuinely interested in learning about them. Notice I mentioned that earlier that I, I'm interested to know about you and your own business. That's not by accident. So make it about the other person. Where do I start? Now, this is a great question. It's as simple as coming to this webinar and going out of your way to connect with one other person that's in this webinar. Or it's as simple as going on Instagram and sending out a message and going to the location tag and clicking you know, Little Rock, Arkansas, which is where I'm at, and then finding somebody else and sending them over a message. It's as simple as creating a post for the first time and maybe doing a video. I remember that whenever I first got started with all this, I ran away from cameras. I don't have a senior picture. And there are multiple times in you know, my life where I don't have a picture in my yearbook because I purposely avoided the camera. I hated it. I was self-conscious. When I started my podcast, I would overthink every um and every stutter and every breath. And I would edit every single thing out. And then I realized that the only person who's paying attention to that was myself. So starting is as simple as taking over that limiting belief and saying, hey, I'm going to jump off the cliff. Like I'm going to, I'm going to go and jump off. I'm going to go in all in on this. And then the other thing is you have to be intentional with building out your personal brand. You have to make the decision to build out your personal brand. A decision is one of those words that when I was in network marketing, everybody talked about, they're like, make a decision, make the decision to become successful. I'm like, of course I'm making the decision to do this. Like I'm here, but I'm actually talking about being aware and incorporating the creator lifestyle into your life. You have to be in this mentality of a creator, consistently looking for ways to connect with somebody, consistently looking for ways of creating. If you're out and about and I have a client who is down at 10X Growth Con right now, and I'm like, man, you better be connecting with every single person. And if you are not taking pictures with the people around you, I am going to like go out there and like slap you. Like I'm like, you need to do this. And this is somebody who previously never showed his face. And I'm like, if you want to be known and you want to build out your personal brand and you want to make money off of consulting or making sales, you have to absolutely go out and show your face and connect with people and get into the mentality of creating content. A lot of times, you know, the question is consistency. And even though I'm not reading off the questions, I'm answering a lot of the questions that you have down. And so if I'm not like explicitly saying number one, number two, I want you to know that I, I have your questions here and I'm aware and that's where I'm directing my conversation. So consistency is one of those things that how, how do I stay consistent with my content? Make the decision to be consistent and incorporate the creator mindset into your life to where now you're out to eat, you're taking a photo of your dinner, right? If you're, if you're drinking a glass of wine and, and eating cheese and watching TV or something, it's like, that's something that a lot of other people have that interest in or could connect with you on. If you're drinking a cup of coffee first thing in the morning, take a picture of that cup of coffee or the coffee brewing. It's like, I'll do that once or twice a week. And I'll, I'll literally just take a picture of the coffee brewing. I'm in the mindset of going and creating content. I'm in the mindset of knowing that, hey, this piece of content can either educate somebody, entertain somebody, or motivate and inspire somebody, or all three. And that right there is, is extremely important. What is your intention behind that content? And the intention doesn't have to necessarily have a direct or immediate ROI of like, oh, this is going to be a part of my master plan for the next decade and da-da-da-da-da. 
it can be something as simple as, hey, I'm showing people that I'm up. It, it, it's showing people that, hey, they can message me, that I'm, I'm open for business. So that's one thing. How can a tech entrepreneur build their brand or why should a tech entrepreneur build their brand? And this is a fantastic question. And this is where personal branding is super important because a lot of times with tech, there is a solution that comes in, comes into play, right? There is a number one, there's a problem. And then there is a solution through technology. And you as the owner or the creator or the inventor of this technology, or it could be a SaaS product or software, right? There is a problem and you are the person who's solving it. You're providing the solution. But now if you were to build out your personal brand and say, hey, this is the problem that I was facing with, faced with, you know, 10 years ago or two years ago. And then I realized that there is an easier way of doing things. This is why I got started. And now you are selling in every single conversation without even having to sell yourself because now you're telling your story. You're telling the reason why you're doing it. And people want to connect with other people who have a vision and they're going places that they are also going, right? My podcast is called Chase the Vision with Isaac Mashman. And that's because I am pursuing a vision. I'm chasing, I'm actively doing something. And now anybody else who has a vision of their own are like, man, I'm, I'm chasing after my vision. Like I'm doing my own thing. And that's as cliche as I'll go. But they're able to connect with that. How do I generate leads? Now this boy, oh boy, man, I could, I could take the rest of the time for this webinar tonight just covering the subject. So I'll be quick. How do I generate leads? That's going to boil down to going on a macro level. And when I say macro, that means that you're going horizontally, right? So imagine there, there's a horizontal playing field or there is more of a narrow playing field and I'm, I'm going horizontal. So you can either get super specific when you're generating leads and like having one-on-one -on -one conversations, doing webinars such as this, you could go and, and talk to somebody and just spark their, you know, find out their problem, find out what issue they're having right about now. And then let them know that you are the person who can either find somebody as a solution, like who can connect them with somebody in your network that can solve their problem or let them know that the problem they're experiencing is something that you can also solve. It happens in one-on-one -on -one conversation and connection calls and discovery calls. And this also boils down to building out not only your personal brands, but your company brand as well, right? I have Isaac Mashman and then my company brand is also Mashman Ventures. So they're tied together symbiotically. They, they have this connection. They're helping one, an one another, right? They're, they're playing off of one another's energy. But now I can get specific and go for my company page. And then I'm creating content on my company page or Eric's making a post or Eric creates a, a client value add or something like that. Or I have other people on my team promoting it. But then I share it on my personal page. Now somebody's like, man, this is his company. And this is also a way for you to build credibility because now you have a company that is backing you up and you're backing up the company. How do I create an elevator pitch? Now your elevator pitch is going to vary based off of the specific person you're talking to. If you're talking to somebody who is an author, maybe you won't take as much emphasis on, or you won't put as much emphasis on your business, but you might say, hey, well, I'm an author too. And then you'll just go in and make the conversation natural. And this is something that I cannot really teach. It is something that you have to experience by going out and having a conversation. It should be a very brief overview of what you have going on and what you're doing. And then afterwards you Throw something funny about that. And I drink coffee, you know, maybe a little bit too much or, and I'm a huge nerd or I, I absolutely love to travel. But again, when you're given the opportunity of doing an elevator pitch, you should also be emphasizing them. You should be turning and redirecting the question towards them. And you might be wondering, well, how would they know that I'm in business? This is when you need to be straight to the point and say, hey, you know, you need to have a tagline. That was another question that was asked. Should I have a tagline? Well, absolutely. For Mashman Ventures, it is, I help create 
or we help create unrivaled personal brands. And then for myself, whenever I'm talking to somebody, I say, well, I help create unrivaled personal brands through my public relations firm. So you're tying both of them together. And whenever I'm working with a client or, you know, whenever we uh, as a firm are working with a client, we say, you know, your, your message on your profile should be super straight to the point. And so I help people get in better shape, right? And that's a very surface level response that you can get more specific with. And now you can say, well, I help ambitious people who want to achieve their fitness goals. But even then it's like, are you coming across as too salesy? Or are you being straight to the point? Or are you filling in with fluffer, you know, a, a bunch of filler words. And when it comes to marketing, it's super easy to, you know, go into the realm of cliches because you think that it's hot and you think that it's sexy, but you know, sometimes you want to avoid the cliche and you want to do something that kind of has somebody question you know, what's going on? Maybe they have to even Google a word and there's nothing wrong with doing that, right? Maybe you didn't even know what unrivaled meant and that's perfectly okay. Now you can, you know, go pull up Google. You have one phone away. And so that's the same thing with somebody else that can go and pull up their phone and, and pull up Google and be like, what is this person about? I'm curious now. It sparks curiosity. The next question was actually, should I have a tagline? How do I attract more clients? by getting more attention. And how do you get more attention? By creating content, by building out your credibility and going and focusing on your marketing efforts. So the power of three is a great example of how you can go and connect with new people. You're connecting with new people. You're sending out one new message a day, two, two new messages, three new messages, You know, three new people every month. That's going to be 90 people by the end of the month. Now there's going to by chance be that um, point or not by chance, but now you're going to be having that conversation with these people and naturally, what you do is going to come up in the conversation. That's one way of attracting new clients, attracting new leads, or you can create content that is kind of in your niche. Now, I am not a believer in micro niching. I am a believer to a degree in niching. And this is actually unorthodox compared to what a lot of people uh, teach. A lot of people teach and preach niche down, find your niche, find your niche, find your niche. And I'm like, man, that is so boring. For Massman Ventures, we don't have one specific niche. We, our niche are people who want to build out their personal brands. For you as a personal trainer, you could say, well, hey, I, I work with people who are wanting to get into better shape. So that is technically your niche. And then the content you're creating is going to be talking about, you know, it's going to be talking specifically to, um, you know, health, right? You're going to be talking about health. You're going to be kind of directing your content and your conversation towards that. And don't forget about the personal aspects of your interests and your lifestyle and what you're doing on a day to day basis. And then from there, you understand that you're not going to necessarily be marketing to a bunch of fit people if you're trying to build out your business, but you are going to be working for people that might need to lose those extra pounds or might need to be in better shape. Or if you're in real estate, are you going to get so specific and only focus on people who are, you know, in the 250 to $400,000 price range, or are you going to be more open and you're going to say, Hey, I know that the content that I'm creating is going to be great for people who are interested in real estate. But now this also opens up the conversation of, I can go ahead and connect with people who are interested in potentially getting involved with real estate as a student. Now that opens up another way for you to generate revenue because you can go from just talking about people who are going to buy from you as a, and from a real estate perspective to actually working with somebody from a consulting you know, perspective. Now you're not only helping the buyer, but you're also helping the person who wants to get involved with it themselves. And that's how you can also monetize your personal brand. But micro niching would be saying that, oh, I run a social media agency and I only work with people who are dentists. I only work with this specific, you know, this specific niche. And that doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me. 
personally. And then you're creating more competition for yourself because you're helping one dentist in the local area get better business. So now you're taking away from the business of your next client who's also a local dentist. But now let's say you're not only working with dentists, you're working with, you know, um, you're working with doctors, you're working with, you know, politicians, you're working with, you know, local business owners and, and X, Y, and Z type of business model that gives yourself gives you more room to play with and it means that there is more opportunity for you to expand your skill set and work with more people and so you have a general direction of who you're talking to but in business for example i'm not specifically saying i'm working with you know personal trainers or i'm working with you know um authors to build out their personal brand no i'm working with a general idea of people who want to build out their personal brands and based off your business then you can introduce more questions and more things that will qualify now i'm speaking more from a business standpoint and less of a personal brand standpoint, but your content can ultimately appeal to everybody because we all have that curious sense to where now I might be curious to know about something. And now that piece of content, even though I'm not necessarily 100% interested in it or do it, I still find it entertaining, so I'm gonna like it. It's the, it's the same thing you're scrolling through your feed and you see you know, somebody who is a, you know, somebody who's doing a bonsai, you know, bonsai tree expert. It's like, I might have a bonsai tree, but I'm not making this a business, but I'm still interested by it. I'm still curious by it. So I'm still going to engage with it. And going just too micro niche is a way for you to eliminate your chances of future business. And you're putting yourself in a box. And the entire point of getting involved with business or building out your personal brands is to not be in a box. It's like, why are you charging hourly when you can charge based off of the results? Something to think about. That right there, when I started kind of making the transition from charging on an hourly basis of 20 bucks or 50 bucks or 100 bucks, and then I charge, well, hey, let me go ahead and work with somebody and focus on the return on investment rather than the hour and the time commitment. Now I'm working for myself. So that was a really good question. So how do I how do I start a community while building my following from the beginning? And this also goes back to creating content and letting people know about why you got started and what you're doing. And then you just have these conversations and the content too triggers the algorithm is going to naturally recommend what you are doing and the content you're creating to new people. You know, a lot of people, you know, if you're creating a reel, reels are something on Instagram that are going crazy and YouTube shorts. It's like on YouTube, I had a video hit like 540 views and I didn't do any promotion on it. I didn't even do, you know, any hashtags, but it was promoted to 540 people. And now 540 people know about what I have going on because the algorithm and the platforms are here to serve you. I want you guys to have a pivotal shift right now. A lot of times people preach and teach that the algorithms are out to get you and that the chronological order and all this other stuff are, you know, it's going to hold you back and inhibit your business. Listen, these platforms want your help. These platforms are here to help you so you can create content that keeps people on their platform. It is an addiction. It is a business of addiction. And that's what a lot of this is. And that's also kind of the darker side of building out content and being a content creator because you are in the business of addiction. And that is why it is up to you to create something worth being addicted to positive educational content or, you know, something pertaining to growth a way for them to grow. But these algorithms want to blast out your content and based off of how, you know, how much watch time, how much engagement, how many comments, how many likes, you know, your videos are getting or your posts are getting, the algorithm's going to say, hey, a lot of people are engaging with this. Let me continue recommending this. Let's continue blasting this out to new people. That's how all of these social media platforms work with differences. How do I get more attention? Pretty much already covered that. I want to I want to go through these really quick. How do I find my niche? How do I rank on the first page of Google? Now, ranking on the first page of Google is going to boil down to a variety of different factors. 
right? So whenever you Google right now, I have an exercise for you to do after this webinar. I want you to Google yourself and I want you to ask what is popping up. And this is when you're going to notice an interesting thing happen. You're going to either take up the first page of Google, you might have one or two search results on the first page of Google, or number three, you're not going to show up at all. And you could go to the eighth page and you're not going to be there. That's because somebody else has a similar name. Now, Isaac Matchman, I didn't have to worry about anybody else having my name, but Eric Chow, and this is one of the biggest issues that Eric and I have been faced with. Do you know how many Eric Chows are out there? And these are some professors and PhD doctorates. Like these are people who have been around and have a lot of articles and, and that sort of thing. It's we, we've been working, yeah, like 10 doctors and lawyers. We have been working over the past several months to help him actually the past year to start getting him to get on the first page, but it's taking time. Being active on social media platforms, create having a similar handle, you know, to where, hey, you have the same name, you have the same username across every single social media platform. And then looking into podcasts and uh, articles or writing blogs or doing guest journals and guest columns that, you know, you're, you're, your name is there. So now Google is going to say, hey, let me recommend this person again, because Google, you know, operates off of an algorithm. And now I don't want to spend any, any more time on that because it's getting super, super technical. How do I solidify authenticity? Well, by pursuing authenticity, you're actually becoming more inauthentic. Interestingly enough, you just need to be you. You need to be you and you need to create content based around you and based around your expertise. And you can take time, you know, and, and come up with a list of ideas within a matter of 30 minutes. So in, in 30 minutes, you go and you make a decision to sit down with your phone or pen and paper, and you just write out a list of these different ideas. You're just listing out, hey, what, what could I talk about? And then next thing you know, 30 minutes later, you have a list of 84 different topic ideas and you're like, holy crap. And now you take a couple of days and you just continue filming content. You feel inspired by something. Well, now you're going to go out of your way to create that content when you feel that inspiration come across. You don't pursue authenticity. You just pursue you like you are you. And the more you're trying to be authentic, right? We have all these guys be authentic, be authentic, be authentic. I want to I want to puke because it's like you're telling somebody to be authentic and you're presenting them with a question they have never once thought about until you just said it. You said to be be authentic and now they're starting to think about a question and that creates doubt in your mind. So you're not pursuing authenticity. Now credibility, again going back to trust and being, you know, somebody who is notable, somebody that people can look to and that they can trust and learn from, that's another question credibility. You know, you lay down the foundation with your personal brand through social media and then you start finding ways for you to increase your credibility through other means. Is being yourself good advice? Absolutely. How do you combat imposter syndrome? You don't slow down. And now I'm not saying that you need to become a workaholic working 24 hours, but I'm, I am saying that the imposter syndrome is something that occurs when you are doing the least. When you are in motion, when you are working, you're not getting the imposter syndrome. Now, the other thing is when you're doing this, you are going to be faced with confidence issues. You're going to be like, man, I don't know about this. I feel like a narcissist. I feel egotistical, da, 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 da. But you need to realize that you're doing this with a purpose. And that purpose isn't to save the whales, but the purpose of this content is to get people engaged and to help them learn something or to entertain them and to make their day better. Or your purpose with the content is to educate them and to help them learn or to entertain them, right? So don't feel like you're doing something that is based around you because it is a part of a bigger plan. It's, it it fall, falls into that jigsaw piece, right? You don't see the picture, right? Whenever you do the one piece, but then you do a second piece and a third piece and then a fourth and then a fifth. And then the picture starts to come together and make sense. And that is your personal brand. 
how do I get sponsors for my podcast? This was asked by uh, T with Mike, you know, one of, one of the people that I've seen grow over the past couple of years. And we're going to go five minutes over. I'm not going to be able to go to all these questions. I wish I would. I would have been able to, but I'm just unfortunately not going to be able to. Um, so how do I get sponsors for my podcast? Now, when you're doing sponsors and sponsorships, you have to realize that every single time you have a sponsor or you're doing a brand affiliate or you're working with somebody, you're given a little bit of your brand equity away because now you're aligning yourself with another brand. Now, this can be done strategically in a good way that promotes you know, mutual growth. But in, when it comes to sponsorships, and I mentioned T with Mike, you focus on tea, right? So why don't you get sponsored by a local tea company or a, co- a, a local tea shop, or you get sponsored by you know your favorite brand. You reach out to them and you pitch yourself and you realize the, the way that you cut through all of the noise like a knife and you, you just cut through and get to the other side is by saying, hey, I have something of value. I have a platform. I wanna make you money. I wanna raise awareness. This is why you need to give me product and give me the opportunity to make money because I want to see you win. I'm the one with the platform. Now, I'm not saying come across as some cocky jerk or, you know, as, as somebody who's like, oh man, look at, uh, like I am this hot stuff. That's not it. But you are saying that, hey, I do have a platform and I want to work with you. I want to collaborate with you. I want to partner with you. And then you send them over the email. The worst thing that happens is, is you know, they say no. Now, I did have another question that I wanted to uh, answer. And this was from somebody uh, named Vlad. How do I revive a dead account, right? Should I leave account? now? If it's your personal account, continue building where you know, continue working where you left off. Create content on an account that is no longer extremely active, and you're naturally going to, you know, pop up on the algorithm. Because if you haven't been creating content for years, then that means that Instagram or any of these other social media platforms don't have anything to go off of when it comes to the content you're providing or if somebody would be interested in it. So it's going to be up to you to create content to start triggering that algorithm on every single social. If you, you know, if, if it's a brand account or something like that, like weigh out the pros and the cons. Is this going to take more time than it's worth? Or is this going to be worth, you know, the extra time that I'm spending? So yeah, uh, let's see. Is there a replay? Yes, there is going to be a replay. So I know that I've had a lot of people who weren't able to make it specifically to this one. Now, I'm not going to be doing this on a weekly basis to start off with. Potentially we will, but there is going to be a replay on the official Mashman Ventures YouTube channel. So go to YouTube after this webinar, you can pull it up right now, go to youtube.com, type in Mashman Ventures, hit the subscribe button, and that is going to be where we post the replay of this webinar. Super excited to you know be able to get, get in front of more people as well. What are some tips for interviews? Now this was asked in the specific way of a, um, of a, of a career interview. It wasn't asked in the way of a, you know, an interview for a podcast or for a press article or anything like that. But whenever you're interviewing for a job or interviewing for somebody, and I, I'm actually speaking from the opposite side, because as I brought people on my team, I'm having to think of these questions and I'm having to think of like, what am I looking for in this person? So understand what your, what kind of company culture and what kind of company you want to work for. And then understand, you know, what are some of the questions I can potentially expect? You know, is this company aligned with, you know, family values or cultural value values? Are they aligned with X, Y, and Z? Is it going to be a technical position? So write out a list of different potential questions that you're going to be asked. And remember that you're selling yourself. And this is where you can come in and you can sell what value you bring to the table. Do you bring a great company culture? Do you bring a specific technical set of skills and let the other person be known about it and show up looking good? So those are some tips for interviews. How do I connect with strangers? You make it about them and you 
break the ice. You can either, have you ever stopped to compliment somebody? And I'm going to answer one more question after this and then wrap this up to be respectful of everybody's time. But have you ever stopped to compliment somebody out in public? It's as simple as saying, hey, dude, I love those shoes. Or you're going out and about and you're like, yo, you look really good today. You know, and it's it's not in some unfriendly, it's just in a friendly manner of like, hey, love your hair. You know, love the t-shirt, right? If it's a band t-shirt, man, I love that band. That's how simple it is to connect. And then you're like, hey, are you local to this area? And then you start asking questions. And now you're learning more and more and more about that person. Therefore, connecting with a stranger. And then again, that stranger is going to move from being a stranger to an acquaintance, to a friend, or from a stranger to a follower, to a fan. That's speaking from the high level point of a public figure, from somebody who is, you know, somebody who's on social media to where you might not know everybody else who's following you, but the people who are following you do know about you. How do I approach somebody I look up to or idolize? And this is the final question I wanted to answer today, because this is something I particularly love, because now we are talking about cognitive biases. And this specific one is the halo effect. The halo effect is a cognitive bias where we view somebody else as superior or better than us off of one specific trait, off of one specific thing. Oh, he's rich, so he has to be a jerk. Or, oh, he's famous, so he has to be stuck up. And then you go and meet that person, and you realize that, oh, he might be famous and be well-known, but he is just like me. Wow, that's cool, right? And then you meet somebody who's rich and wealthy, and you realize that they donated more for philanthropy than anybody else in your life ever possibly could in a lifetime within the past couple of years. So that is a cognitive bias that controls our perception on that person. Now, when it comes to us looking at, you know, maybe a, another public figure or an author, right? Mentors, maybe approach them as their equal and as somebody who respects their success. And then especially leverage LinkedIn, right? If you're talking about business idol, idols, right? Business mentors, use LinkedIn, shoot them over a quick message that says, hey, I would love to connect with you here, or it would be, hey, for example, hey, Johnny, it would be great to connect with you here on LinkedIn. Much love and cheers to continued success in 2022. You're not trying to sell them. You're not coming to them and saying, oh my God, I'm your biggest fan, Johnny. I love everything about you. I know where you live. It's like, that's not what you're doing. You're connecting with them though. And now they know that you're never going, you're not going to just continue be, you know, continually be hitting them up and say, oh my God, dude, X, Y, and Z. You are their equal, approach them as such. And that's another reason why you build out your personal brand because now they go and they check out your profile or check out what they have going on because now they're curious and they're like, ah, so he's building something good too. He's, he's doing something good or she's doing something good. He's building something great, something to keep in mind. And that is the final question that we have time for today. It's 8.04 and I was like, man, I know that we could go for two hours. I had a webinar a couple of weeks ago and it was supposed to last an hour and it lasted two hours. It was a great webinar. Don't get me wrong, but I'm grateful for each and every one of you. Um, I, I saw a lot of really great. We had 99 plus on the chat, which that is exceptional. I'm very happy. Um, thank you guys for all showing up, for taking the time you know, out of your, your Friday evening to join here for this webinar. We've stayed consistently over 20, so I'm happy. You know, We had like 30 people hop on, 23 plus stayed the entire time. I'm grateful for that. Now, what I will say, is I would love for you guys to post this on social media. That would mean the world to me. And then I would also be grateful if you took the time to look over the email that is going to be coming to you uh, in about an hour. It's going to be a quick follow-up email. Just read over the prompt. It's the same thing through, through Calendly. It's the same exact thing. Just go through, check out the message that I typed in there. 
Um, and definitely follow the company and follow me on social media too, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, I said Instagram twice, but you know, if you're not on all these platforms, you should probably think about creating a profile there. And uh, man, it's, it's been great. And thank you, Eric, for, you know, continually moderating this, this webinar and for also, um, you know, taking the chat and yeah, man, this is, this has been good. I'm grateful for each and every one of you and be on the lookout for future ones. And if you want to work with the firm or learn more about what we have going on in that follow-up email, you're going to find the link there. And I would love to get feedback too. So feel free to message me afterwards, or, you know, if Eric, you know, if Eric, you know, went ahead and message you, well, message Eric back and say, Hey, what's going on? You know, this is, this is, you know, stood out to me. Thank you for the time. Um, and regardless, that's all I have to say. And any way that I can support you in life, business, Etc. Reach out. I'm here to serve. And uh, also, I'd recommend that you look into this. And the link for this is also going to be in that um, email that you get. I'm always good at starting. I'm always good at keeping the conversation going. But but closing up, it feels awkward because I'm like, man, it shouldn't be over. <laughs> but but it is. Um, I've been grateful for each and every one of you. Y'all have a, a fantastic evening. If you got any value from tonight, though. Go into the chat and just drop a seven. Just just drop a seven, Terry. It's like, it's so hard to say goodbye. If you've gotten any value, just drop a seven really quick. I want, I want to see something really quick and then I'll let you guys go and I'll I'll end the meeting, do the hard, hard, hard thing. Okay. 7-Eleven. All right. Love it. Love it, Aaron. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> think of 90s music. Wow. If, if I think of 90s music, I'm going to cry. Thanks, Carrie. Uh, but no, you guys have a, have a fantastic weekend. I'm looking forward to working with some of you guys and, you know, getting to know you better and, um, you know, continuing continuing to, to provide value to you and seeing more from, from each and every one of you. So y'all have a great night.